Welcome back, everyone, to Think ID. My name is Pablo Lapatina. And I'm Williams Monier. And on this week's episode of Antibiotics on the Go, we're going to be talking about the infamous vancomycin. So I'm sure many of you have heard the term vancodosing, um, either tossed around in class or on rotations, and we just wanted to give you the key points that we all should be aware of when it comes to good old vancomycin. So let's start off with its mechanism of action. Vancomycin binds to the terminal diala-diala of a peptide disaccharide. This peptide disaccharide is incorporated into the cell wall and is essential in the process of elongating the bacterial cell wall. Hence, vancomycin is used to stop this process and that allows for cell death. Vancomycin is not a beta-lactam antibiotic and hence doesn't work on the transpeptidase enzyme that assists in cell wall formation. However, as mentioned, it still does work to block cell wall formation, but just in an earlier stage. As far as its spectrum, vancomycin only covers gram positives, and hence we are going to break down its coverage in terms of aerobic and anaerobic. For its aerobic coverage, it has good coverage for all types of Staphylococcus aureus, including MSSA, MRSA, and coagulase negative staph. It also covers strep pneumo. For its anaerobic coverage, it covers Clostridium difficile, Peptococcus, Peptostreptococcus, and Propionibacterium. So it goes without saying that it has no gram-negative coverage. Adverse effects are really important when it comes to vancomycin. As Pablo mentioned earlier, the reason you may have heard of vancodosing is because we need to be very careful and monitor the trough levels in patients receiving vancomycin particularly because of it, the risk for autotoxicity and nephrotoxicity. So one of the adverse effects is a hypersensitivity reaction known as red man syndrome. This is an infusion-related reaction more commonly seen with faster infusion rates and presents mainly as an itchy rash involving the face, neck, and upper torso. Because of its histamine-related effect, this reaction can be treated with antihistamines, such as diphenhydramine, and sometimes is even given before administering the vancomycin itself. Warming, flushing, and hypotension can be seen with this type of reaction. Next are the two most commonly associated adverse effects, which is the autotoxicity and nephrotoxicity. Mm -hmm. Autotoxicity is associated with elevated peak levels and accumulation, and is more concerning since it can lead to irreversible damage. However, it is mostly seen with higher doses and when administered for long periods of time. Nephrotoxicity, on the other hand, is also associated with the accumulation. However, it is associated with elevated troughs, which is why we monitor trough levels as well to assure that they are within the desired range in order to prevent any renal insufficiencies. Most often, nephrotoxicity can be reversed, although in certain instances, the damage may be irreversible. So if there is anything you should remember from vancomycin and take away from this quick episode is that it doesn't cover gram negatives, only gram positives, and it is really useful and actually the drug of choice for MRSA, as well as the nephrotoxicity that we all hear about with vancomycin. Mm -hmm. Before we go, we wanted to let you in on one of our upcoming episodes where we'll be discussing and debunking some of the misconceptions that exist about vaccinations while promoting a healthy discussion on the benefits and risk of vaccinations. In particular, we want some of our listeners to participate in this discussion by sending us some questions or pointing out misconceptions you hear in your community about vaccinations. 
So send us your voice notes to the email provided in the notes section of this podcast. And you never know, you might just get featured on our next episode. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's episode of Think ID. Until next time, bug, bug you next week. week.